Reaction. 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 Nice. Gold dust. Let's, so, I would actually be interested, and I think I know you can do it because there's some help there, but what I would be interested in knowing is like a top line level on what each sustainable development goal is. Mm-hmm. Just, I, kn- I know you can go online, you can Google it, but it's, it's really interesting to just hear what they are and you don't have to go into a lot of detail or you can if you fancy it you know if one really gets you going feel free (laughs) but just could you give us a top line of what each one is absolutely that is no problem at all so starting with goal number one (laughs) settle in in. (laughs) and i think this one i mean if i had to pick one that was most important it's like which came first the chicken or the egg but this is crucial so ending poverty in all its forms everywhere in the world and for me i think that really hits home there's this crazy statistic that by 2030 over 167 million children will be living in poverty that's horrendous so you know we can talk about the environment and i think often the social the social social humanitarian aspects get forgotten but absolutely we'll go on um goal two ending hunger also really crucial when we think about our day-to-day lives over a third of the food in the world globally is gone to waste so how can you minimize your waste yeah um goal number three ensuring healthy lives and promoting well-being for all ages so yeah, the world health organization are working hard right now to nice ca- catch coronavirus so <laughs> we'll see how that goes um goal number four in- ensuring inclusive and equitable quality education and goal number five achieving gender equality and empowering all women and girls so very topical on the fact that um We've got International Women's Day on March the 8th. And so on average, less than one in three senior and middle management positions are held by women. That's crazy. That's horrible. That's absolutely crazy. Yeah. And um, they said that in 2014, 143 countries guaranteed equality between men and women, but yet 52 failed to take this step. So where are we going in this direction? That's yeah. what I'd really like to know and the kind of infrastructure that's in place. Uh, goal number six, ensuring available availability and sustainable management of clean water and sanitation for all. Water is just, it's going to be a scarce resource by 2030 and yeah. I think it's startling. So currently, three in 10 people lack access to safely managed drinking water surfaces. That's nuts. It is nuts, yeah. And um, 1.8 million people use a source of drinking water, which is contaminated. And that's why I think the fashion industry really ties in as well. And the World Health Organization put out that the chemicals um, used in the fashion industry in Bangladesh that are seeping into the river is the world's largest poisoning of man. Oh, my God. It's crazy. And then so if you think about how much water um, takes to create your pair of jeans, you know, it's over three years worth of drinking water we're essentially wearing the scarce water of people in the developing countries. Absolutely, and yet put no value on that. You know, it's a very throwaway item. And then it goes into landfill. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you think about the the pair of jeans that you throw into landfill, about how much water that is for someone, I don't know. That's that's where I resonate with that one quite yeah, a lot. Sure. Okay, we'll speed through. Goal number seven, um, ensure access to affordable, reliable and sustainable modern energy for all. So the crux of that, we need to innovate and develop new um, 
new renewable energy technologies and really decimate that and going back to our fossil fuel conversation yeah. um goal number eight is promote sustained inclusive and uh, and sustainable economic growth for all mm-hmm. so that includes employment so yeah. we need to create long-term opportunities we don't just need to have factory workers that go in and go out we need to train them um so that they have employment opportunities after they leave as Absolutely, well yeah um, goal number nine, build a resilient infrastructure. So promote inclusive and sustainable industrialization and foster innovation, which I think is great. Like if we look at, we're talking about startups earlier. Um, that's a great way to do that. Goal 10, reduce inequality with and amongst countries. So we look at the distribution of wealth. We think of a, you know, we think of our country and then we think of somewhere like Guatemala. Mm-hmm. Um, the standard of living is just, absolutely yeah pales in comparison um and goal 11 make cities and human settlements inclusive safe resilient and sustainable so i think this is really important when we touch on climate refugees as we have an increased frequency in climate disasters we can see we can see it now with australian bushfires with the floods not i'm not talking about the floods in england i'm talking about everywhere in the world um these places are going to become inhabitable and refu- the clim- the amount of climate refugees is going to be insane. I know, it's crazy. And I there was a, st- a stat that I learned yesterday as well at this summit that said something like 80% of those who will be most affected by kind of climate crisis dis- displacement are going to be women as well, which I just think is a, a horrendous statistic, you know, as a woman and seeing, you know, we're trying to promote women and, and have that conversation and yet... 80% of people actually displaced and most affected will be women. So, But people don't seem to be having those conversations about what happens, you know, of the after effects of these natural disasters. It's like, oh, well, you know, that's okay. And we have, the, you know, the, the disasters in England and mm-hmm. we're quite well equipped to deal with them. But all around the world, people are not and people are in severe humanitarian crisis that just get completely overlooked and not acknowledged at all. And the actual definition of a refugee now is not inclusive of, you know, climate change. But I think that really needs to kind of be redressed and looked at because these people don't have a choice. You know, it's not like there's a totalitarian leader there. and um, They physically cannot go back to that land because that land yeah. has disappeared. You know, I, I recently learned, I can't believe I didn't know this, but the capital of Indonesia is moving. Jakarta is sinking. So they're moving it. They're moving it to um it's going to be kind of near borneo in the beautiful jungles they're chopping all the jungle down but if you think a country now in 2020 is moving their capital what's going to happen in the next two decades i know it's terrifying absolutely terrifying i didn't know that either so yeah it's it's nuts so kind of gives a better picture Mm -hmm. and on that is just making um on that goal as well i think it's about making cities sustainable so it's about architecture design planning just how we can really create um a way of life whether it's vertical buildings all this like beautiful greenery to really kind of elevate our way of life so it is more sustainable yeah um okay goal number 12 is ensure sustainable consumption and production patterns so if the global population reaches 9.6 billion by 2050 as it's predicted we will require almost three planets to sustain our current lifestyles (laughs) don't think we're gonna find another three i don't even think we're gonna find one let alone another three that's mad that's absolutely mad 
I know. And so I think that's where, it, again, it comes in all of our like little incremental behavior changes can really drive, you know, I'm not saying go vegan all the time, but just maybe have a little less meat or, you know, maybe just drink, drink nut milk, <laughs> just drink nut milk. It's the soy production as well. Yeah, 100%. I think that's one. You're. I think you're right about the incremental changes. I think people it's it's such a weird narrative isn't it i feel like we're stuck between almost this real shocking state of eco-anxiety and almost feeling too overwhelmed to feel like you can make any change at all and so often then don't do anything because you think well you know what good is is me shopping secondhand instead of going to top shop and buying something new what good is that going to do what good is getting a coconut flat white at prep than like <laughs> a normal flat white prep but I think in your refillable cup I in your hope. refillable cup obviously <laughs> absolutely delicious that's my drink of choice um but but i think you're right i think if we can start to push you know people into looking at more sustainable ways of consumption and also for companies to look at more sustainable ways of production as well because it's you know it's a bit of a yin and yang one can't operate sustainably without the other mm. then hopefully we can start to speed up and start to look at some actual positive steps rather than feeling like we're we, not yeah. achieving anything. Yeah, they call it existential, They, I mean, eco-anxiety, but they call it existential despair as well. And just kind of on that topic is um, Harvard Business Review have various green marketing artic- articles which provide businesses with tips on, you know, how they need to effectively market in this new sustainable world that we're living in and it's about being void of guilt but providing hope to your consumer as well so i think that's really important 100 percent, yeah i mean no one wants to be scrolling through everything and feeling total despair every single day people need to offer a good solution goal 13 is take urgent action to combat climate change and its impact so this is crazy it would take the world approximately one trillion US dollars annually to commit and invest in combating climate change. If we don't do that, if we don't, this is um, by an economist called Nicholas Nic- Stern. He's a very intelligent man. <laughs> very intelligent man. If we don't commit that one trillion annually, it's like first first time, you know, it's going to cost us five trillion annually a year, which could actually then increase to 20 trillion annually a year for oh, every. Gosh for every year that we don't invest in combating climate change. That's why this problem is absolutely pivotal. So yeah, we really need the finance guys out there to do something. <laughs> and that's where governments go in again. Um, goal 14 is conserve and sustainably use the ocean, seas and marine resources for sustainable development. I, I think you don't even have to be attuned to sustainability to know about the the problem of our oceans now we've seen the Attenborough effect you know Mm -hmm. you know that by by 20 by 2050 and there'll be more more plastic by weight in the sea than fish and we're already consuming microplastics in our fish now it's horrible so 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 that's crazy that is and also on that note is three billion people rely on like marine wildlife and oceans for their survival for their livelihoods that's another reason so environmental is one aspect but then the social impact as well um goal 15 protest restore protect sorry restore and promote sustainable use of terrestrial ecosystems sustainable sustainably managed forests and combat 
the decertification and reverse of land degradation as well. So we see Brazilian Bolsonaro chopping down his Amazon rainforest like there is no tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That is not... That, it, it's, it's... It's shocking. It's, it's absolutely shocking. At the rate that they're doing it as well and knowing the the detrimental impacts that has on the climate crisis and the planet is bizarre. And even just like general biodiversity and like things mm-hmm. that we need to survive is crazy the rate that that's happening with what seems like little to no care i know and they say here forests cover nearly 31 percent of our planet's land area yeah we're dropping it down we need them we need them to breathe like the value like the economic value as well the ecosystems provide to businesses you know for all of our materials is crazy as well if we don't if we don't look after them businesses will also be in trouble so I think that's a crux of understanding that as well. Okay, goal 16, the penultimate one. We're on the home stretch. <laughs> Promote peace, peaceful and inclusive societies for sustainable development, providing justice to all and providing effective, accountable and inclusive institutions at every level. So when we look at institutions, we're talking about, we're not talking about just NGOs, we're talking about governments as well. Yeah. How are they promoting peace? We see wars because as as resources become more scarce as well, we're going to see a whole lot of fighting going on. <laughs> Not just for oil. So I think it'll be it'll be like else. the fighting going on for the toilet roll in the, <laughs> in the supermarkets at the moment because of coronavirus. That is the most bizarre scenes of imagery I have ever seen in my life is people <laughs> stacking up panic bike and I've got a lot of friends in Australia who would then send pictures on Instagram of like genuinely and we've all seen them on the internet just the completely desolate empty toilet roll aisles which just I think is on another level I just think that is it's not, apocalyptic it is apocalyptic and also just like it's very it's very ableist to like panic in these situations and to be able to go to the supermarket, like run into the supermarket in your car and whatever and, and buy God knows how much money's worth of toilet roll. I mean, toilet roll isn't like the most expensive good, but it's still money, you know, and people are stockpiling it. And like forgetting about people who are disabled who might not be able to get to the supermarket like e- that easily to run out on panic buy. And then if they're going to get there, there'll be nothing left for them or people who, you know, can't afford to stock up and stockpile and they only can do their shopping you know, once every two weeks. And when they go, there's not going to be that resource there available for them. So I have a very negative view about people who are super panicking and like just like not being responsible to other people and just not being like conscious of humans. I think there's one conversation and this is a whole different podcast, but being conscious about the planet that so often we actually just forget like about the human level of being conscious for each other and yeah. actually kind of helping It's a level each of other. compassion and community that... Exactly. Isn't. All the good C words, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that we need. Okay, and then finally, we're there. <laughs> Goal 17 is strengthen the means of implementation and revitalize the global partnership for sustainable development. So, Donald Trump, why did you pull out of the Paris Treaty? That is directly to you, DT. <laughs> but things like that, you know, countries need to collaborate, businesses need to collaborate. It's not, it's not like a, a it's not a zero sum game. Like everyone can win, um, which I think is really important to kind of think about. And I think that's where we need to reiterate that to the government as well. Businesses aren't going to lose out. You know, green job, like the uh, millions of jobs that are going to be created by the green industry. That's like that's insane. Even our country, 
completely agree. So, I mean, thank you for going through all of those. That was <laughs> fantastic, especially for, I didn't know half of those. I, I know all SDG 12 because Home Things is committed to SDG 12, which is all about responsible consumption and production, yeah. which is obviously great. Um, what is your, I guess, opinion on, you know, responsible consumption let's say as citizens and consumers and how do you think we're making that transition to to become more more conscious do you think it's something that's easy do you think it's something that we're being helped to do do you think it's becoming intrinsic or like what's your view on that my view is i think the public are becoming increasingly educated and increasingly attuned to what is going on i think with the kind of environmental events that have happened um and all the news media you know is there's a 97% consensus that climate change is happening that's really important and now people are beginning to get with to grips with the severity of it maybe two years ago it's a bit like oh yeah yeah and okay people are like no now I purposefully want to pay an extra pound for my organic produce and know that actually it was a fair trade worker that picked it um I think that's really important to the consumer to navigate now. I think there is still a large intention action gap. I think people say they're being environmentally friendly or would consider themselves environmentally friendly, yet they're not really putting their money where their mouth is. Um, And, you know, whether it's because of convenience or, you know, I mean, you can't blame someone if they don't have the money to spend that extra um on something that has a better social and environmental status. So I think the intention action gap is still very much there. I think it will close over time as investment in green businesses makes prices cheaper as well and it just becomes an absolute norm. But I do think it will become an absolute norm. And, you know, we look at shopping. When the government introduced the 5P plastic bag, there was uproar. It was, what do you mean? absolutely not and now it's just a part of everyone you don't even have to be a planet lover people just go to the store with their plastic bags i know so if you think about that and how we can you know kind of put that into practice in all the other areas whether it's fashion just stop buying go to the charity shop go to a vintage store buy something that's upcycled borrow from an app you know that's fashion beauty refillables think about it Absolutely, completely agree. When I was at this talk last night, the um, Anna Charlotte, who's head of, I think she's head of development or global expansion at Odeo, and she was saying that every time you buy something, you are making a vote. So yeah. you're voting for what you want to see, you're voting for what you believe in. So for example, if you, you know, and I know this is not a, a you know, very interesting example, for, for example, if you decide to go into new look let's say i just walked past it and you go in and you buy that top you are making a vote to continue to support Mm. what they're doing their business model their kind of view on sustainability and the planet like you can make an active choice through everything that you purchase and it doesn't have to be huge expensive things it could be if you've decided to buy recycled toilet paper rather than toilet paper that you know you have the power to like vote through your shopping which yeah. I just thought was a really interesting way to, to put it yeah uh, they say like purchase with purchase p- purchase with p- 
purpose. <laughs> um, and I think that's an exciting thing as well about technology and how we can do that. So there's great things like artificial intelligence and there's um, blockchain companies as well. Um, check out Provenance, it's incredible. And what they do is they make supply chains transparent. So super techie, but essentially you can trace where your item has come from at every stage of its supply chain and value chain. So now that we have this access to information, it's becoming more readily available as consumers. I think that's really inspiring and really hopeful for what we can kind of achieve on that front as well. And it will just be the norm and be like, what do you mean you don't, what do you mean you don't disclose your information? I'm not buying from you anymore. 100%. I think like transparency within the supply chain is so important. So to kind of tie things up nicely, obviously all these changes need to be made at a global level to have real impact you know it's like everyone needs to do everything at the same time to have like a real big kind of boom but not in a negative boom kind of effect what in in your view are things that maybe people should be more aware of or that we should actively be doing and that's not necessarily from our purchasing decisions could it be more about educating ourselves or kind of actively asking questions of businesses mm. you know what what sustainable development goal have you committed to even yeah. if you know that they haven't to try and challenge them and raise the conversations like what do you think that people can do to help okay i think the first thing that people can do to help is educate themselves so i think going back to how we purchase with purpose is learning about greenwashing and being able to skill yourself on cutting through i'm gonna swear cutting through the bullshit basically yes <laughs> sorry mum. <laughs> no but isn't like cut through the bullshit like why are you lying to me um a great example is um if you look at primark in january had like they're like love your planet oh denim campaign yes. so consumers need to understand that because your jeans are made from recycled whatever does not mean they're sustainable, does not mean that someone has been paid a living wage to them. So cutting through the crap um, and distinguishing, and then at the same time, learning about B Corporations mm. and what amazing fair trade organizations there are that are really using and the sustainable development goals at the core of their principles. So I recently met with founder of this amazing Australian denim brand called Outland, and they have like right at the bottom of their website, sustainable development goal, one and sustainable development goal eight right at the core of their mission so i think that's really encouraging and you know learning like schooling yourself on that so you know when to recognize it with companies Absolutely. i think that's really important and um, so the education piece and i think being an active citizen i just cannot describe like cannot reiterate that enough like writing to your mp writing to these brands that you absolutely adore but you know you feel like they're falling short in some respect i think extinction rebellion okay for some people they may be a little bit extreme in their approach but really they're hammering home what needs to be done protest we look at greta you know school strikes god i wish they were around in my day same, but, same. <laughs> but that's the kind of attention that it needs to be given you know i think the government need to act on these things and at the moment they're not and you know we can have conferences in davos where everyone flies in and they talk about the severity of climate change and you have all these power powerful men mm. sat there and it's 
uh, it's all conversation you know exactly it's just all talk Always no action talk. yeah it's because so, it makes them look good to say that they've had the conversation but then no one ever follows through you don't then see someone come away inspired and be like yes actually we're now going to implement this into our, our next policy or you know the government's going to be taking a stance on this it's like oh yeah okay bye you know see you again next year and have the same conversation or i don't know how many times that was runs but you know what i mean yeah so i think really voicing voicing our concerns and voicing what we would like to see as well not just not putting on the negative but think like you know all these amazing things that you've seen other countries do like sustainable countries like finland amsterdam like how can we bring that into practice here in the uk as well i think yeah absolutely totally agree we're gonna end on a would you rather quiz okay which i have not prepared you for (laughs) are you ready okay okay would you rather live in a teacup or under a mushroom (laughs) Oh, <laughs> in a teacup? In a teacup, yeah. In a teacup or under? Okay. I'm imagining here you are tiny. Okay, I'm absolutely going to say live underneath the mushroom. There are multiple reasons for this, but I love mushrooms. Shelter, because I hate the rain and I hate the cold. And also, if you're underneath the mushroom, it means you're outside in green spaces, and that just makes me a very happy lady. And also, you're probably a fairy <laughs> if you live under a mushroom, let's be honest. Would you rather never be able to use a touch screen or never be able to use a mouse and a keyboard? Oh. Oh, I would rather... I'll, I'll keep the mouse and the keyboard and I'll forgo the touch screen interesting I'm just I'm just not that I'm not that bothered by like my phone and stuff like I'd like to leave it but I'm obs- I'm obsessed with like my like keyboard and like I really want an old typewriter oh my so. gosh divine yes even the sound so satisfying yeah and, like a little click click love it would you rather put ketchup on every meal or put salsa on every meal <laughs> well <laughs> my friends will know that I normally have ketchup and sriracha with most of my meals anyway so I'm gonna go ketchup ketchup is absolutely disgusting sriracha absolutely divine <laughs> so there for that ketchup no my god no would you rather always be 20 minutes early or always be 20 minutes late oh 20 minutes early time is the most precious resource that we have same I feel like I've in the last year become I would always be a late person and would hate myself with no excuse no, no excuse just didn't manage my time and this year as you know last year I'm now early to stuff and I am very happy with that change I feel like it's a nice human thing to be early because it shows you respect the other person's time yeah rather than being like oh sorry sometimes you can't help being late but you know you should always try and be early finally this one is quite topical given the viruses everywhere would you rather lick the bin or lick the floor oh god (laughs) Is that where what area of the world is the bin in? <laughs> is it in London? Let's say yeah. Let's say it's in this room. Let's say I mean that. I guess that's a bin. Say there was a bin here, an actual bin that people put food in and stuff. Oh, bin or floor? That's disgusting. Do you know what? I I think I'd go floor. I'd take my chances with the floor. Would you take the floor? No, because the thing some. Oh some, my god! I do I do the bin. People might put some really gross things in the bin, though. People have gross Including... things on the bottom of their shoes. Mm. Nope, you said it now. You're, oh. you're the floor licker. <laughs> Amy floor licker. Okay, change your Instagram <laughs> handle. Where can people find you before you change your Instagram handle? Where can they find you on your current Instagram handle and your website? So Plug you yourself. Can, so you can follow me at, at Sustainable in Social. And then I have Sustainable 
and sock is my twitter handle and then www.sustainableandsocial.com <laughs> love it sounds like an advert on american tv love it thank you so much for coming <laughs> thank in thank you on for this having me i've friday loved it. morning it's been amazing we have been get underscore home things and just in case you know we're launching on march 31st which is very very exciting gonna get a whoop 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 <laughs> So much energy and passion. Thank you, Amy. It's been amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, that's it. Series two is done. You made it to the end. Congratulations. If you want some more things from Home Things, because why wouldn't you? You can go check us out on Instagram. It's get underscore home things or go onto our sneaky little website. It's gethomethings.com. And if you just can't wait to find out about when we're going to be launching our disinfectant, non-toxic, eco-friendly, refillable, divine cleaning products, go onto our waitlist. It's really, really easy and you'll get exclusive access to our Kickstarter page. Thank you.